Hot 1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027, and it is wonderful to be back with you again this morning. I hope that you're all well, and I wonder, as I talked to you this morning, how many of you have had the opportunity to go to Buckingham Palace, watch the changing of the guard, maybe even go up to Balmoral or to Dubai or any other worldly kingdom? Because today we're looking at the kingdom of God, and of course it's very different from the worldly kingdoms we see. We encounter different values, not driven by material goods, but by the love of God, of people. It's driven by joy, peace, compassion, care, to name but a few. One of the reasons Jesus was crucified was that he openly questioned the treatment of all people by the elite and especially by the leaders of the temple. A lesson for me perhaps as a priest. The readings that we focused on this week have been about God's kingdom, and I'm going to start by looking in Matthew 13 and then move into Luke. In Matthew 13, Jesus is teaching in parables about the kingdom of God, and in Luke he's saying to his disciples that if you live according to my kingdom values, and if you follow me, you are most likely going to be persecuted, and he advises them on how to respond. And I think while we're not the disciples, and while not all of us, especially in South Africa, are persecuted for our faith, there will be times when there's a clash between God's values and those we call to enact in the world, and we will perhaps be persecuted for them. So I'm going to group these parables in a way that makes sense to me, and I want to stress this is for me, it's not the the way in which they're listed in Matthew. So the first three I want to look at, we are told by Jesus the kingdom of God is hidden, it's small, and of great value and that we would perhaps be encouraged to sell almost everything we have, in other words, surrender our all, to sacrifice and belong to that kingdom of God. Now why do I say this? Jesus says the kingdom of God is like the man who found treasure hidden in a field. So it was hidden, he then buried it again, sold everything he had, and he went and bought that field. He also says it's like a mustard seed, the smallest seed that's sown in the field, but it grows into the biggest tree that even the birds find shelter in it. So the kingdom of God starts small, it grows enormous, and it provides shelter. That's what I take from that. Or he says it's like a man who searches for fine pearls, so perhaps a pearl merchant, and he finds one of great value. So he goes off, sells everything he has, and comes back and buys it. When I look at these three parables, we see that the kingdom of God is perhaps hard to find. It's hidden and small, and of such great value that we would be willing to sacrifice everything we have to belong. Now I have to ask why, and I'd say, because the things of the Lord are lasting, and all these things of the world are temporary, and we need to remember that they are passing. We can't take anything with us from this world. But what lasts, what is eternal, is love, and living in the love of God, living in God's kingdom. And so we need to remember that, and for me, COVID brought this home very firmly, that the things of this world are temporary. I'm going to look just now at more lessons from Jesus on the kingdom of God, but first on the mighty Hot 1027, 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord. Hot Hot 1027. 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord on the mighty Hot 1027. You are listening to Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church. If you've just joined me, it's wonderful to be with you. Thank you for listening. Now, I've been looking at the kingdom of God this morning as portrayed to us by Jesus from Matthew 13. We've already learned that it's not obvious to us when we focus on the things of the earth. In other words, we need to shift our focus, open our focus, if you like, 
Uh, Make sure that the lens through which we're viewing things is not an earthly lens, but ask God for wisdom to see things through the eyes of God. We are told that it is hidden, that person who found hidden treasure in the field, we're told it's small, such as a mustard seed, but it grows enormous, and we are told that it is of such great value that we would be willing to sacrifice everything. But when I look at hidden, small, and of great value, it reminds me of last week where Jesus was teaching the disciples to pray. And he said to them they need to keep on asking, keep on knocking, keep on seeking. One of the amazing things about the faith journey is that the more we seek, the more we find. And I know there have been times when I said, wow, finally I've got it. But actually, no, there's more and there's more and there's more. And so we call to go deeper and deeper. Now moving on to the next set of parables. And remember I said I'm grouping them in a way that makes sense to me. Um, As told by Jesus in Matthew 13. He speaks about sowing good seed on the path. So he says that you sow the seed and the birds come and eat it. If it falls on the path, some of the seed, and he is the sower, some of the seed will fall on rocky ground. It has shallow roots because there's very little soil, and in the heat of the day it will burn and die. Some of the seed falls among the thorns, and as the thorns grow up it chokes the good seed. But some of that seed will fall on good soil, and it will provide tons more seed. And he says to the disciples, you are the good soil, I am the sower. And all of us then who hear the word of God and receive the word of God and allow it to take root and grow in us are the good soil. And that is what Jesus is saying we need to be. We need to be careful. The things of the world, other people don't come against it and stifle out what we know God is calling us to do. So only some will find that hidden treasure and be prepared to be the good soil. Because living in the kingdom of God may mean that we will encounter opposition. Now this parable is linked to two more. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sows good seed in his field, and one night an enemy comes and sows weeds. And when all of this starts growing and the servant sees that there's weeds and good seed, he goes to his master and says, what must he do? And the master, being Jesus, said, just leave it, because at the end of age it will be separated. I will separate the good from the bad. And he says the angels are going to do that with you and I. And again, Jesus says, and for me, um, if you want to belong to the kingdom of God, Jesus is saying, my seed, my words, the testimony of my life is the good seed. Don't worry about the things of the earth that might try to choke you. For, and don't judge others. Don't look at others because the judgment belongs to God. And this is confirmed for me by the second one from Matthew chapter 13. Jesus speaks about the kingdom of heaven being like a dragnet. All of us know the damage a dragnet does. It takes everything out the sea. And he's saying, the kingdom of God is like that. It will be full of all sorts of people. But don't worry about it because it's not your job to decide who's good, who's following the way of God, who's not. It's our job to follow the way of God. God takes care of the rest. He says the angels will judge us at the end. And I often hear people say, well, I don't come to church because so-and-so is a hypocrite. Or how can God be rewarding people who are committing all sorts of crimes, look at them, they seem to be thriving. How about the people who are corrupt? And I'm saying today, that's actually not our problem. It is in a way in which we vote, perhaps in which we bring it to the light, but we don't need to worry about their relationship with God. It's our relationship with God that's important at this time. So we just need to focus on our relationship with God and live according to God's kingdom values. And of course, the most important, love God, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now, speaking of that, looking at that last parable, I want to now look um, at the last one in Matthew 13. 
The kingdom of heaven is like yeast in flour. It infiltrates or permeates all the flour. We can make the choice. We can make the choice to follow Christ. And what we find then as we follow Jesus and the way of Jesus, Jesus' kingdom permeates all of our life, all of our being, and the communities around us. And so we see that kingdom of our God growing, almost like that mustard seed into a beautiful tree, providing shelter and protection, compassion and care, and love for all. Coming up now on the Mighty Hot 1027, How Great Is Our God? Hot Hot 1027. How Great Is Our God? On the Mighty Hot 1027, good morning, you are listening to Reverend Shona. It is so good to be back with you, and we've been looking at the kingdom of God, or Jesus' teaching, on the kingdom of God in Matthew 13. And what we've discerned is that it's hidden, it's small, but it grows enormous. It's hidden, therefore we need to seek, and the things of the earth will try and prevent us from living according to God's kingdom values. Now let's move to Luke 21, where Jesus is teaching his disciples again. And he tells them in verse 20 that before um, all these things happen, and he talks about things such as the wars, and I can think of Russia and Ukraine, So we're living, you know, as much as things change, they stay the same. We're living in the same sort of time. He talks about plagues. Well, we've just had COVID. He talks about earthquakes and so on. But he says, before all of that happens, you, the disciples, are going to be persecuted for your faith. But you must not fear. In fact, he says, this is your chance to share the gospel. So he's warning them about the persecution that will come. And we know it does come through history. And that they must not have any fear. They mustn't worry even about their defense and what they're going to say, because Jesus himself will give them words and wisdom to speak. And the words will be of such wisdom that no one will be able to refute or contradict what they say. And I love the ending of this chapter of Luke 21. People are going to come against you because of me, says Jesus, but stand firm. Not a single hair on your head will be lost in God's kingdom. Now, what does this mean for you and I? For me, when we open ourselves to God, God's love permeates the whole of our being, as I said, and our lives become one with God. They they are grounded, rooted in the love of God. And people encounter that in us, and this spills over to our family and our communities. We will, we can expect, if you like, to experience challenges, maybe persecution, but we must not worry. When we move in God's power and strength, God will defend us. I have once in the middle of a massive crisis, I cried out to God and I said, God, 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 I can't see a way forward. What are you going to do? Where are you in all of this? And I promise you, I heard God's word saying to me, Shona, I have this, let go. And God did have it and God worked a miracle. And so I give you those words from God today. Perhaps no matter what you're facing, it's important to remember that this world is filled with uncertainty and maybe we are fearful. But God has us in the palm of God's hand, and God will defend and protect us. God is our rock. God is our strength. God is our security. Therefore, we need not live lives of fear, because not a hair on our head will be lost in God's kingdom. Now lastly, as pilgrims together, we need to pray for each other. So I would like to spend some time praying for you in the next week. And if there's anything specific that you would like me to pray about, Please email me on shona at hot1027.coza. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week and a beautiful Sunday. To wrap up this morning, especially in the light of what we've been talking about, I give you my heart. God bless. 
Hot 1027.